0: Hi, welcome to Untitled Banter, a podcast introducing and attempting to resolve unspoken dissonances that exist in our daily lives. My
1: name is Samuel, student, writer, cheerful chap, and I rely way too much on escapism. And I'm Andy. I'm a fun guy. I enjoy making videos, playing basketball, and escaping from my responsibilities whenever possible. And this episode is titled, Escaping Banter.
0: Hi everyone, welcome back uh, to episode 5, hope you're all hanging in there, coming to the end of summer and for many of you looking forward to getting back to school. Uh, today we are joined uh, by, with a, a special guest, a uh, friend of our, friend of Andy's and mine, um, his name is Wu Wujin, would you like to go ahead and
2: quickly say hi? Sure, what's up guys, my name is Wujin uh, I'm friends, we're somewhat friends with these guys, <laughs> and again, I'm invited to come on their podcast, so
0: it was an absolute honor to have him on today Thank you. Um, all right so today's topic um, we're going to be talking a little bit about escapism uh, we're going to be talking about the idea of perhaps when you are bored or when you have nothing else to do defaulting to this kind of escapist um, mindset where we aimlessly scroll on social media or um, spend too much time watching TV uh, has the potential to be not necessarily damaging, but unproductive. And the question becomes, how can we kind of reframe that mindset and change the this activity uh, into being something more productive, creating habits that allow you to not always um, rely on watching The Office or Modern Family right before you sleep, but perhaps maybe um, strumming on the guitar or something that allows you to be a little bit more efficient with your time uh, to help you create a new skill. Um, so. I guess I'll start out with a question. I'll direct it to Woojin. Do you have any specific methods in which you try to live a more, I guess, productive life? Do Do you think that it's it's bad to, I guess, rely on escapism too much? Or do you have, I guess, what's your general thoughts on this?
2: Sure. Um, so responding to your second point first on escapism, I think that uh, I agree I agree with you and I think that I also rely on just watching TV or scrolling through social media or just doing stuff like while actually really doing nothing a lot and so <laughs> I feel like I definitely agree with you on that and so I think that some tools and methods I've come up with to try to like combat that I guess um, I feel like I've picked up a lot just through college because I think living life in college has helped me just um, pick up um more regular routine and try to, like, get into things mm-hmm. and make my time better. And mm-hmm. so, so the things, like, for me in particular, I think are, like, Google Calendar and Google Keep. Mm. I think that especially when I'm at, like, my busiest times of the year, then I definitely rely on those two the most. So, for Google Calendar, I, like, somewhat try to block out the events throughout my day and somewhat including, like, my meals and my free time, too, because so I think, especially for me, like, meals, I think if I'm not eating regularly then my mood drops significantly so i definitely try to add those in as like mandatory but Mm. um like back on topic i think that uh adding in events on my google calendar as well as for google keep it's basically just like your apple notes but it's a bit prettier and like the ui is a little better for me so i use it and i kind of keep track of like just stuff that i would want to do for fun or i find interesting i kind of just like cache it in the back and just like put it in a list and then later on if i'm bored and i find that i'm just trying to watch tv or do something like random then i sometimes check back on it in on the list and see oh like i like wanted to do this a few days ago i should probably check this out and like i guess that's my answer <laughs> yeah so would it be a correct way of perhaps summarizing
0: is is you're always uh, deliberate with your time like whether that be eating or Uh, hanging out with friends or working you always aim to be doing something
2: that you feel is adding value to your life um so i think that would be like an overstatement that would be complimenting me way too much because i I, I do that on my good days right but um yeah like there's definitely days where i just do nothing or i'm like not motivated especially when i'm home i think i think at in my college environment like i have a much easier time with it just like because I, feel yeah. like I want to be making use of my time well but when i'm at home like i feel like i do drift back into that pattern of just doing nothing but i think um but is that bad though is that i mean mm-hmm. at all times is that bad right um and i don't think so like i think that having time to just like fool around and do like useless things per se is like a good way to recharge your batteries and just like i guess rest and laugh a little bit and just like Watching funny YouTube videos with your friends, or just doing something random, is completely fine. But wait, wait,
0: wait you, is friends? You said friends, there? Or, oh, uh, no, no, no! I don't, I don't have this. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. That's what
2: I thought. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah. clarifying there. Yeah. But um, imaginary friends. But anyway, um... snakes are solitary creatures. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do have our prey, though. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, uh... but pretty much, I think that. Wait, I lost my train of thought. What, what, what exactly was the question again?
0: I'm sorry for interrupting you.
2: Uh, I don't remember
1: the question. <laughs> I remember the question. There the question we go. The question was basically, <laughs> ooh, now that I'm thinking of it, I got it. I got it." Let me. It was you were you were talking about like why, like like when exactly it's good to um like know when to take a break. I guess right mm. because uh, like right. because like sometimes you kind of do have to end up just chilling, right? Like that's that
2: is a prerequisite to being human right exactly um so back on that track is i think that it's good to like strike a balance i don't think like just trying to root those all out altogether is possible nor is it like human i think that like just having that time to relax and lay back and rewind is Mm -hmm. a great thing to do and yet maybe striking a balance between i think i read some articles and like some youtube videos on like the idea of hobbies being um like hobbies that you can consume and then hobbies where you can create, and I think that that was like mm-hmm. an interesting concept to me because for hobbies that you consume, it's kind of like like social media, YouTube, TV, like gaming, like stuff where you are basically investing your time or money on things that have been created, and you kind of just lie back and you don't really have to do much to get those like dopamine bursts. Mm-hmm. But on the mm-hmm. other, it's like for creative hobbies, it's like whether you're um, playing an instrument to create music or if you are working on something artistic or if you're writing poetry or I mean, those, those things are kind of random, but um, I guess just things where you create something that's kind of revisional to you, even if it's just like a, a stick figure drawing or something, I think that yeah. that also has some value because you're kind of working on a skill that um, can be improved over time and can bring you more satisfaction as well. And so mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. So maybe striking a balance between, those two like striking a balance between just random entertainment and then maybe productive hobbies is something good for me so i I guess yeah that's actually that's interesting though right so two questions
1: first where do we put books on this list right because it's Mm -hmm. like i think when we talk about consuming in the 21st century context books are often like kind of in this like gray area because we see them as providing intellectual stimulation that is a little bit I guess, quote unquote, more healthy mm-hmm. than than just like watching a YouTube video. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, you know, in, in every regard, it is consumptive. Um, maybe a little bit less so than than YouTube, but, but still, you know, consumptive. So one, where do we put books? And then two, um, how exactly like do you actually know when it's like time to put the phone down and like when it's time to switch back to a task that's productive? They you know, like yeah,
0: very quickly. Uh, responding to your first question, uh, personally for me, it depends on the type of book, and I think that also differs between each person. A nonfiction book for one person could be a kind of um, form of consumption. Um, if you are already knowledgeable in that subject, perhaps you're not learning anything else. It's just pure like a dopamine burst. It's it's for entertainment purposes. While for someone else, I think it could have, it can be um, a form of knowledge, right, uh, and increasing that uh Increasing that knowledge but to your second question I think we should try to explore that uh, because I also have had the same question of do you is it like 50 50 60 40 do you have like a is it a set line at which you say I need to be more productive 70 70 of the time 30 percent of the time I need to be enjoying um, video games or whatever right or is um, it not a set line is it kind of just
2: what do you feel on the day mm-hmm yeah, wait, I think both of those are great points that both you and Andy brought up. Um, First for books is that I also um, thought it was a great point because I when I've talked about this, like the distinction between these two categories of hobbies with a couple of their friends before, I think like multiple times they've brought up books as like a counterexample. And I think that that's very true. Like it's books are something that you consume, but like in the modern day sense, I think for consumption hobbies among those, it's on, like, the very, like, productive-ish side, right? Because, one, it's, like, either, like, I feel like books and, like, written forms of media is probably, like, the densest form in which you can communicate information. And that's why, like, it's maybe not as fun as, like, watching a video or hearing someone talk. But for me, also, I think I'm, like, good at learning just by reading. And so I actually really enjoy just reading because, I feel like there's a lot more details than you can capture sometimes through uh, visual or just auditory things. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, I think not just like a knowledge or intellectual pursuit kind of thing, but for immersion, I think also like maybe you can't be as immersed through a book reading as you can through like a movie where they like show you all the visuals and you feel like you're one of the characters. But Mm. on the other, I think that books like you can really start to – Internalize the characters' thoughts, opinions, like perspectives. In that, like in books, you can have the dialogue where you like hear about their thoughts. You hear their thoughts. You can see their thoughts. You can also um, see like and describe certain interactions much better because you just have like a much much bigger vocabulary to work with as mm. opposed to like facial expressions or acting, etc. So I think mm. that on a certain level, that really is exciting for me so that's personally why like I still try to read a lot of books and I maybe put books in like a separate category or maybe like in the middle of the spectrum between Hmm. consuming and creating because you do create like the world around you uh within the book because it's not being like visually portrayed to you by the director's perspective it's you're creating that and everyone who reads a book can have a different experience with that so it's
0: um, so it's less of a dichotomy it's more of just a spectrum is that right. what you, perhaps what you're going for there? it's,
1: it's kind of it's like the food pyramid of like productivity right yeah. like <laughs> it, yeah <laughs> in a lot of senses uh-huh. i guess like one thing i was thinking about Wujin is that like i'd say that like there's also like to some point there is like an unhealthy amount of reading that you can do right like if you just mm-hmm. get stuck in books that you like don't go out and socialize like True. in a lot of ways like if we were to categorize all of our actions as being productive Mm -hmm. really what life is is just like making sure that you're not overindulging in any specific one and Mm -hmm. so maybe this idea of like consumptive behaviors uh, or like what we know as escapism watching netflix watching youtube right Mm -hmm. that's more of a product of just this current generation and kind of the oversaturation of that form of Mm -hmm. media i would like i I, you know like i think that like for a lot of people like watching movies is actually an art form right like Mm -hmm. almost the same thing as reading a book because yeah. like mm-hmm. especially if you look at like the older stuff by like hitchcock or like um that's the only person i've ever watched from like the old <laughs> times but like like that sort of art like that sort of like entertainment isn't kind of it doesn't have that same sort of like negative vibe to it and i think to some uh-huh. extent it is because it is less like less in quantity right and so you had to do other stuff besides just watch movies
2: right right and i think for movies like there's like movies that are nominated for like the sundance film festival or like other like indie films or like interesting unique films and like because of that i think that what i was saying for books is not at all exclusive to books like i think there are many great movies and tv shows you can watch too um but yeah like building off your point like i think maybe then like for consumption hobbies maybe it'd be better to define it as like hobbies that grab a lot of your time or attention like Maybe not an addiction, but like something that you end up doing a lot and defaulting to and spend more time than you want to on it.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something that we consider to to be mindless, but if you just spend too much time on it and become too comfortable with it, then it becomes less productive.
2: Yeah, it could be so. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that if you're like playing your guitar like five hours a day, then people might see that as unhealthy as well you, yeah. unless like you really like the guitar and you want to be a musician or something yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and then uh-huh. or go ahead go. Ahead. no no after you go ahead uh i was just gonna build off the second point you guys made um on asking when we draw the line right mm. like 50, 50 60 40 and when we make the decision to switch over and i think that like Honestly, I think I struggled with it a little bit because I kind of went too far in the direction. And when I was like doing just like trying to spend some personal time resting or watching TV, like I think, especially in sophomore year, I would kind of like prevent myself from watching TV during the school year. So I always felt like I was able, I I could find something better to do. Hmm. And yet, I think, yeah, I think I did go over a little too far in that direction. Like, even if there was like a TV show I really wanted to watch, I kind of like, Restrain myself. I'm doing so, and like
0: interesting, interesting. Yeah,
2: and I don't think that's like necessarily healthy either. So I think what I've come to is that it's really just about how you feel. Like for me, I think that if I'm, I've like developed just like an unconscious thing, maybe where if I'm like playing video games for too long, or if I'm watching TV for too long, I'm binging it, then I start to feel like guilty the longer I do it, and then if I feel like too guilty, then I just like switch off there. So interesting that and then also if I feel like I'm about to start something and then I think back for a second and think over the last few days I've done that a lot then I'm like oh okay let's let's consult my list of other fun things to do to see if I can try something else I I like this answer
0: I really like this answer because I I completely agree that uh, I'm also terrible at finding the balance and I just kind of shift between one end of the spectrum and the other end of the spectrum and just really indulge too much or focus too much on trying to be productive and then in both ways it's harmful it's either harmful it's kind of harmful to my mental state if i'm trying Mm -hmm. to overly be just be excessively productive for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um no i i completely agree with that i think that's a really good really good answer of like kind of just using your almost common sense really to just perhaps get guide your how you go about uh, choosing what activities to do rather than setting yourself a specific kind of limits because in the past I've done so and it's not turned out well.
1: Gotcha. Hmm. I I I I think I could push back against that just a little bit because <laughs> I think I'm not like you two you guys were both very like smart people in high school and i was definitely a little bit more of a degenerate
2: but it's not even true man but
1: but i i really don't trust my own like sense of common sense just because that is constantly fluctuated fluctuating and and honestly like uh subject to a lot of like kind of like peer pressure and like what's around me right like
2: Mm -hmm.
1: i would be pressed to say that like my current understanding of productivity is my own when I think it it has been largely influenced by people around me that's that's a good thing that's a really good thing for me specifically but I'm thinking in cases in which there are people who like were once very productive who end up in maybe not the wrong crowd but the crowd who likes watching movies more and likes just taking a break Mm -hmm. and like kind of like how their their sense of like productivity and that like overseeing id is it the id? Is the id the is the id the, the the part of the brain that like exerts like control over like the animalistic part of us is that the id' Wait, is that, there's the id there's the ego and then there's the super ego. Like, super
2: ego I don't really know the difference between the three I I've just heard of it so. okay so basically <laughs> oh, right. the
1: the supervisor guy right Wh- whoever mm-hmm. he be I know um, who you mean like the guy underneath the iceberg
0: you, you know there's, there's the image of the iceberg and there's the the, the three categories fit on the iceberg. Yeah. And then the, the super ego or the id or whatever it is fits. is like underneath the water submerged and you just kind of like hidden away from the conscious mind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I totally went opposite. The id is the primitive and instinctual part of the mind. I think that's a part of us that we follow, right? That's the part of us that like day to day when we feel that urge to like watch TV instead of work, that's that's kind of what's like dominating our minds. And mm-hmm. then we satisfy the id to a certain extent. And then at some point, our ego slash ego steps in and is like, or I guess our the ego is what mediates between the superego and the mm. ego. So I, I guess like our ego is kind of where our common sense lies, where mm-hmm. we're trying to like balance these two places. And I think that, I think like, depending on which part of like the the brain you're leaning more on, and like depending on the community that you're on, like you could be tilting one way, like towards the superego or one way towards the id. Mm-hmm. So the ego, which is kind of like, I guess the part that you're constantly interfacing with, I just I guess like for me personally like I just can't trust that my own common sense will be the correct one because like it is just so subject to change. Mm-hmm. Right? So like, so like are there more objective ways that we are able to be like okay well now is time, right? Because like in the sense like the scheduling things is objective, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's it's acknowledging that like your sense of what is like healthy enough is probably based on your own subjectivity and maybe you need an objective yeah. supervisor over it
2: I'm
0: glad you pushed mm-hmm. back on that because it, it makes sense uh, I suppose I was shallow minded when I jumped to agree with, with Rujin uh, but it makes a lot of sense that it's sometimes it's just harder to control I guess that instinct uh, for
1: right. some uh, over others right uh, it, and maybe it's not even so much like controlling it but it's that like if the it is a it? big part if the it is a big part of your brain you might not even realize that it's playing that sort of role right I, Like someone who indulges in pleasure a lot might end up thinking that like doing 30 minutes of homework is considered a productive day as opposed to someone who is really into self-control might consider 30 minutes of TV too much Mm. pleasure, right? So it's like really just like where you're kind of on this spectrum, that sense of productivity can be very, very different. So like, is there Mm. an objective way that we can evaluate every human on and say this is what a meaningful time is or should we just kind of just throw our hands up and be like, well, I think everybody deserves their own sense of what productivity should be.
2: Wow. I mean, my, I think my response to that is like exactly relating to what you said of like one person might think that 30 minutes of work is a lot versus one person might think that 30 minutes of free time is too much. I think that, like, in either case, like, I think it's hard to put down like an objective standard because mm-hmm. people are so different in their perspectives and mindsets and just how they enjoy their lives. And so I agree completely. I try to find, like, an objective yardstick to base everyone off is, like, difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe, like, realizing where you lie on that spectrum again, um, and then, like, thinking to yourself if you're happy with where you are versus, or if you want to improve in one direction or the other, mm-hmm. I think, like, mm-hmm. maybe being cognizant and, like, aware of yourself is good so that you can either put in more willpower to get some more stuff done if you've been like a lazy ass or Mm. if you've been like working your ass off too much and not enjoying your life then you should just chill out a little bit so Mm. i think maybe on that it's just a hard answer because i feel like because people are different and in different stages of their lives it's hard to put a single standard on hmm
1: I, I actually really like that answer I think I think you're completely right right like at the end of the day it really comes down to just honesty with yourself like strip away the super id the super super ego id and ego or whatever that we've probably been completely butchering right like um, like at the end of the day you have to be kind of honest with like where you are in terms of like how happy you are with the world right and like mm-hmm. that can come down to really like very practical things like I am not happy because I'm not I don't feel like I'm making as much money as I should be right. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, someone can be like, well, that's because you're just evaluating yourself based on your environment, and you shouldn't do that. But if that's genuinely how you feel, I think then maybe that's a good point to kind of evaluate like your productivity, if you feel like that is maybe a part of why you aren't making the amount of money that you should be right, like, mm-hmm. where I, I guess I'm I'm just thinking like, on a, on a very practical level, the way that we can kind of like, whether we want to get better right or if we want to become more productive or less productive really comes down to our willingness to be honest with ourselves um, regarding how these levels of productivity make us feel right
2: Mm -hmm.
1: very true
0: yeah no i think i think that's i think that's kind of a, a good solution so i guess the next step then is once you are honest with yourself and you've kind of developed this kind of self-awareness of Mm -hmm. where you've land on the spectrum and how do you go about being more productive and less productive? Um, a a kind of a, a basic idea I've had is this kind of concept of environmental friction in which Mm. for those activities in which you perhaps want to increase your productivity or increase your, um, the frequency in which you complete them um you make it easier to to do so which sounds very simplistic but in regards to like say you're I, personally I, I take part in the, the pomodoro technique i don't know if you guys know what that is but just yeah, a, during, during that 25 minutes during that five minute break maybe you if you're trying to learn guitar you put the guitar next to your desk in which at that point it's automatically there and you're not Forced to walk across the house to pick up the guitar and strum for five minutes, um, but it's there and it's just easy to pick up. And same thing, perhaps if uh, you love to read and you want to get into, want to build the habit of reading, maybe you kind of put the book in a location that's very close to you, so you can just kind of reach out to pick it up. Uh, in which you are kind of essentially decreasing the friction, decreasing the rate at which, or the the level of difficulty in which it takes to achieve that goal um yeah i mean that's just a thought i've had i wouldn't say i'm very very good at doing at at doing that i've been trying to do that more often especially with i guess increasing the friction for things i don't want to do specifically in regards to when i go to bed i try to put my phone on charge on the other side of the room um so that i physically would have to get out of bed to put it on charge Mm -hmm. again at night um, if I wanted to use it while I'm in bed because I found that when I'm in bed I've got my phone on on charge and it's just kind of like right there within reach I tend to just spend way too much time just kind of I don't know looking at YouTube or just aimlessly on my phone Um, yeah what's your thoughts on perhaps agreeing with that technique disagreeing with it or or any other techniques in which we can kind of help us fall where we want to be on that spectrum of productivity versus um i guess escapism
2: right um so for me i think that's like an awesome technique and that's probably the most effective technique that i like try to practice like out of all the things that i do i think that is the best way for me to actually like change my habits because i yeah. think like the The idea, of, like changing your habits, is actually very difficult if you try to do it all at once. Mm. Because if you like want to cut something out entirely that you are used to doing, or mm. want to try something new, and you try to force yourself to do that every day, like like a lot, then I feel like you get discouraged as well. And so I think that's a great technique to like put stuff that you want to do within like arms' reach or just like within eyesight, and then trying to push some of the stuff that you would like to not do as much like out of eyesight or i don't know like on your phone you have like screen time right you can mm, set mm, time mm. limits on your apps and do that kind of stuff so i feel like that stuff is actually really good and for me pro- probably that side is actually more effective for me in um just like cracking down a little bit on for example like for my N- nintendo switch i uh, whenever <laughs> i'm not playing it i like put it in a bag and i put it in the corner of my room so that if Sorry. i want to play i have to like set it all up and take like five minutes to do so and then yeah. as i'm doing so i'd feel guilty so i'm like yeah that that <laughs> that'll be a little bit of an offset i <laughs> i feel that so much i
1: um ever since i've started working this summer um like i've noticed that like i have a really bad habit of like looking at my phone and it's not really like i'm looking at anything specifically i just like wouldn't re- reach for it mm-hmm. and so one thing that i found to be very useful is just like keep my f- phone in my room when I go outside to work and i found that that's helped boost my productivity and then like on top of that like i've also noticed that i also really like checking my stocks right and like going on social media so i actually use this like little chrome extension this is as practical as it's gonna get it's called um block site and all i do is i log in my like um like different social media platforms and things i want to block and i just redirect it to something so for me right now trying to get better versed at like reading the bible so that means i'm gonna have all my verses like kind of uh, pulled up or I have like a random verse generator, I guess I get redirected to. But I I also think that's actually something interesting to think about because I also did this like two years ago and it was a lot less productive. Mm. Um, and the reason why was because I would redirect straight to like a machine learning website, um, which like one, (laughs) it doesn't make any sense because like there's nothing a homepage of a machine learning website could possibly offer you that you would (laughs) actually want to click into. Um, but two, it's
2: like... that you're a big brain. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like, yeah, I'm just doing yeah. it for the clout. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, there's like nothing there. But I think that, that there's actually an analogy with, with that and food that might actually work really well. And it's that like you you really, when you're trying to cut out something from your diet, you want to provide a healthy and tasty alternative instead of trying to force yourself to eat something that's unenjoyable of the alternative source. It's like if you're trying to lose weight, you're not replacing your pizza with like raw celery. You're replacing the pizza with like, like, like uh, focaccia bread or something, right? Something a little bit less bad, mm-hmm. um, and slowly working your way down. Like you kind of said, Wujin, mm. um, it's. I don't think it's possible to cut a habit cold turkey, um, unless you have like immense willpower. But if you did have that, then you probably wouldn't be in that situation to begin with, right? So, right. Um, I think that's a that's a big thing for me. It's like not only just uh, adding friction to the things that um, I know I shouldn't be doing as much of and reducing friction on the things that I, I want to do more of, but Mm -hmm. also like making sure that the things that I want to do more of are like healthy alternatives and things that I I do genuinely want to do. Because I think a lot of kids are like, Oh, I should probably learn how to play music because that's what everybody else is doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that's where it's like, kind of it goes back down to like the whole subjective productivity where it's like, if you don't feel like it's making you a better person and you really don't feel like it makes you happier then like, don't do it just because everybody else is right. Mm -hmm. Like, Give yourself a healthy substitute.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh It it makes sense. It makes sense to kind of do so or get to where you want to be in a in a, in a kind of stepwise fashion, rather than just making that big, that that big jump. It's just it, it it makes sense in regards to both mentally, almost a way in which you can kind of internalize that you are still moving forward, but at the same time, your, uh, your id or whatever is kind of still happy, uh, almost, yeah. with what is being given to it. Um, if, if that kind of makes sense, I still don't know if we are using id correctly, but I'm, yeah, uh, if we are... If we are then
2: we post it now.
0: But um, yeah, no, it, it makes a lot of sense. And something else I'll add is, I think when I increase fiction... The idea of increasing fiction for me, just as I think about it now, it's not necessarily that it's when I increase fiction for me. It's increasing fiction gives me the time to consciously think about what I'm doing. Mm. Sometimes, if I like, go back to your you your example. Um, if you, Andy, if, if you um, didn't have that specific extension on Chrome, and you could just press F on and you know Chrome knows where you're going, and it means you're going to go straight to Facebook. And if you yeah. press F and you press Enter, that is that yeah. kind of thing is done almost like I don't know, like a quarter of a second or like half a second, right? It's done so it's done so fast that you almost don't have enough time to think that what you're about to do is not mm. what, you, what you should be doing. Uh, yeah. So I think when I when when I put my phone on the other side of the room and I start to get up, it's like wait, it gives me like five seconds to think. Is this the right path? Is this really what I want to be doing? Uh, mm-hmm. So I think just increasing that friction, it just provides that conscious ability to think. Uh, for I guess for the conscious of the ego, the ego and super ego to take over, rather than the id to just kind of do what it wants.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good insight. I feel like to have those that that friction, like not necessarily just like force you to stop something, but just to force you to stop to think right just think if that's what you actually want to do mm-hmm. i think that's a great point at mm-hmm. that think,
0: point you could actually say yes it is what i want to do if you were trying to get exactly. towards that I
2: mean,
0: towards the other end of the spectrum where you want to kind of escape and live a more i guess less productive life but yeah you
1: know, so, yeah, go so ahead. yeah no I, I was just gonna say i think that there's a really interesting thing there about like maybe how corporations are kind of like taking advantage of our age right like it seems to me that one thing that we all share despite our many differences is that like as humans we all have a natural instinct right and and that natural instinct is very easy to spiral down mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and and if yeah. you're good at marketing and if you're good at like user interface design you can make it very very easy to hook people onto things right. and, and that's kind of what like the big four have done right or the big five the fangs right mm-hmm. like they have made it so that like Netflix literally like the next episode will play as you're trying to decide whether you want to do it or not. Right. Like yeah, yeah. You, 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 you could literally have your ego in the driver's seat being like, okay, should I do this again? And then it's like,
2: oh. and you're like, Oh yeah. shit. All right. <laughs> Let's run it back boys. Um, yeah. Which like, is like, yeah, exactly. Or are like when you're watching YouTube and like the, the, the ads are all the stuff that you've been shopping for recently. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, yeah.
1: they, 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 they really know how to get you good. Like mm-hmm. that. That, that simple thing that sam said like the fact that google like just kind of knows exactly what you're looking for mm-hmm. it's concerning it's crazy though like today i was like oh i have a te- I have like a headache behind my left eye and i didn't say that out loud to anybody and i ser- i typed letter h and then like the first result was like headache behind left eye i was like how do you know me i'm not even joking like that's not even an exaggeration i will admit i've searched like headache before because i've been having some um but like But like today it was just really weird. It's like it kind of knew exactly where I was going. Like like I'm reading a book by Scott Galloway called The Four. It's if if you're listening to this podcast and you know that book, I probably know what type of person you are. Um (laughs) but 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 yeah. Yeah, he um he basically kind of talks about how Google is like the modern god. He knows your deepest secrets and he he he, she, Google it knows exactly what you want and it can deliver to you within the fraction of a second. And Mm -hmm and i think this the crazy thing is that like really i think what a happy human is is a human that's able to balance that super ego with that with that id mm-hmm, and yeah. and i think google and youtube and all these like consumptive medias are kind of making it harder and harder to
2: resist our urges mm-hmm. definitely uh, and i think like on that point like for any advertising or like targeted advertising especially i think that the amount of propaganda and the i guess Plays to our like deepest, I guess, basis desires. I feel like that plays into the field so much nowadays on any tech that you use, and I think that is a pretty worrying trend. I agree with that, and I think that like to think like bring it back to what I was saying before on like thinking about consumption, perhaps similar to addiction, is that I think that nowadays like people seem to make a distinction between like on the side of like uh, being addicted to drugs nicotine porn etc as different from being addicted to games or to netflix or to your phone but if you like actually tally up the time that you spend on each of these things and like um it's actually like very similar as Mm -hmm. well as i think the distinction comes because people think that um the, the latter group of addictions aren't super harmful for you but I would argue that like there are still like very much unseen but like big ramifications of each of those um one like perhaps being for like the internet because uh whenever you google things you tend to see um searches that align with what you think or if, if it's the social media profiles that you follow you fall into this like echo chamber effect of only yeah. see that, that agree with you and so then that's also why people have be- been becoming more polarized as well as unwilling to think or understand other people's opinions they're different so yeah I, I mean definitely...
1: I was gonna say like Wujin, like you make a really interesting point about how like there are like like you know innocuous side effects to like this I, I don't think I use the word innocuous correctly Shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I <think> you did <laughs> Uh, yeah whatever like like uh, these are like, kind of side effects that kind of go under the table but they definitely exist right like with like your polarization and all that stuff but like even on a very practical physical level which i think a lot of people evaluate addictions by right like mm-hmm. nicotine makes your gums fall out or your teeth fall out or
2: mm-hmm. you
1: lose hair uh, when you do cocaine or something <laughs> i don't know i have never done coke before so um makes that's your out. yeah <laughs> that's good uh, stuff. but yeah i uh i guess like if you want to talk about physical reality right like how does this hurt your body well when you are watching netflix for a full day you've lost a day of your life
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like that is that is as physical as it gets like that is one day of your cellular regeneration that is like gone yeah. the sun has risen the sun has set and 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 in a lot of ways that that day if you what evaluate the worst, it yeah it's is. true yeah it's 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 happened um you can take it as a good thing, right? I think a lot of people, the reason why they don't see it as addiction is they think it's good. But I feel like I hear too many people complaining about it, you know, to a point where it's like, they're like, oh my gosh, like I spent another day binging. And it's like, huh? <laughs> you know, like, and, and it's not a problem to you. Like, like, if we want to talk about things that take your life away, like if you spend your entire life binging TV shows and not talking to your friends and family, then like you've lost your life, I think in a lot of ways. Equally, than, uh, equally to, like, you know, losing a yeah. life to, like, something like lung disease. <laughs> no, <laughs> if you're I like agree. Right? No, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty profound. I, I, I agree, with that. I agree mm-hmm.
0: with that. And those people that do that do come out of a weekend, you know, not having studied for their exam on Tuesday or whatever, or not having done anything that makes them, like, I guess, uh, anything remotely productive and they've just been binging all the time. And then when they complain... To some degree, if they if if they're doing it constantly and they're not fixing it, but yet they still recognize it, I, I, I mean, I hope they listen to this podcast and that they get something <laughs> out of it because I hope they can figure out a way to get out of that kind of, uh, like black hole almost. But That's in some degree, great. it's 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 hard to have sympathy if they recognize it but yet completely refuse to always. Uh, of course, we want to allow that to happen sometimes. You, everyone mm-hmm. needs a weekend to kind of get away. Um, but it shouldn't, at least in my opinion, I don't think it should be done all the time.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I think like, for me, I find it hard to like, mm. I mean, I, I guess it is right to criticize if they're doing it too much and they keep complaining about it without changing it. <laughs> and, like, I, I feel like at the same time, like I have, I've done my own binge sessions. I have done my own fair yep. share. just like, relaxing, yeah. doing nothing and unwinding after mm. I feel like I deserve the break or something. Yeah. But I think like maybe on like a bit of a, uh, dystopian scale like if you've read like books like Fahrenheit 451 or mm-hmm. uh, was it Brave New World? World or yeah. 1984 etc it's like the, the premise is that people like the downfall of humankind won't come from like war or like things that we're scared of or etc it will come from us not being able to resist temptations as our yeah. temptations get like bigger and easier and more fun and more pleasurable right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's yeah. like increasingly hard to like move away from that because it's like who would refuse a gift who would refuse someone giving you a present like yeah and in, in reality it's not necessarily a present but it's kind of gift wrapped that way and so yeah. it's difficult to resist and
1: yeah, no, that's a good point that's a good point yeah i mean when they sell like echo dots for like 99 cents <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, let I me mean, get
0: one of basically- those yeah it's
1: basically free <laughs>
0: all right all right well i i think that's well i mean i've i'm very happy with the conversation we've had i thoroughly enjoyed it uh oh, was awesome <laughs> i hope you both had too. uh Ugin, we really went on a s- journey yeah no, we <laughs> really did we went over some good stuff in fact quick i guess quick summary of it we talked initially about the idea of Uh, escapism versus productivity and there there shouldn't be this kind of dichotomy it should be more of like a spectrum and that wherever you land on that spectrum that makes you happy that is completely okay with as long as you acknowledge that and you're aware of where you do land and then you kind of correct uh, your current position to the point in which where you need to be Um, it's just kind of making sure you have that awareness um, or building up that awareness is important to do so and then once you do understand where you are on that spectrum the question becomes how do you fix it Or how do you uh, get to that point where you want to be? And we talked a little bit about um, increasing versus decreasing uh, this kind of like environmental friction. Um, But not only doing that, but doing so in kind of a stepwise fashion in both directions so that you're not completely forcing yourself to make the jump. And as Andy said, cutting, what did you say Andy? Cutting the turkey. How is it? Cutting the cold turkey again? Andy, what did you say? cold turkey. Cold turkey, yeah. But doing so in kind of a stepwise fashion that allows you to um be almost a little bit content with how or allow you to be okay with it with with the, with the direction you're going um specifically i guess if we use it correctly specifically the id um, i mean i think that's a a general overall a general concise summary uh, feel mm-hmm. free to add anything else if you if I, if i've missed something major i do apologize
1: i think if I could just add one more thing, of you course. Did a great, you did a great job summarizing that, Sam. Agreed, agreed. I think, I think, yeah, just one thing to like just say, and I and we haven't really said this explicitly yet, is that like I think the process of becoming more productive, and like I don't think I'm there yet myself. Oh, Me either. And I, yeah, I don't think any of us here are right. No. Uh-uh. But but from kind of the experience of like kind of balancing things in college and then everything, right? Like we haven't even had kids yet. Like I don't know what that's gonna be like, <laughs> but. That work-life balance can be crazy, yeah. Right. It's like it's like this this process of like kind of reaching that like happy middle point where like you're happy and you're feeling productive. It's gonna be a constant like kind of like f- flux and wane, right? Where it's like you need to be proactive about it, and you need to like make sure you're like putting healthy alternatives, health health healthy creating, healthy like productivity productive tasks in front of you that you genuinely want to do. And, and, it, and it requires some sort of proactive thinking. You can't just tell yourself you're going to just pick a piano because you want to or because like you know what, that's what everybody else is doing at like 45.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's like really like taking the time to really think about a healthy substitute that you genuinely want to do. Because if you give yourself something that you don't genuinely want to do, you're never going to find your will to like ever switch over to that, right? You could put as much friction between you and that thing that your id wants, but unless you provide a healthy, enjoyable, tasty alternative like that's not going to happen yeah. and that requires some sort of pro uh, proactivity in that
2: yeah that's agree. true and then i think my last point like building directly off of that is like if i want to bring it back to my addiction analogies one more time it's that for like uh smoking right if you want to cut smoking because it hurt like damages your lungs and you don't want to die early you don't just it's very hard to just cut it off completely right people go through nicotine patch is a nicotine gum like you like wean it off slowly uh similar like alcoholics or like drug addicts etc and i think maybe because it's more of like a socially taboo subject people don't really think about it as much but i think it's like a great model off of which how to constructively wean yourself off something that you may not enjoy as much and i think specifically for like um like alcoholism i think like aa like alcoholics anonymous like that kind of stuff as well like building a community and just like talking with your friends mm. about stuff that you're like hesitant about or you think that maybe isn't the best habit and talking it through with your friends and seeing what they think and maybe forming like a unified effort to maybe keep each other accountable or like i of. agree things that are done in darkness will continue to grow like right. mold
1: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's a, that's a, that's a,
0: I, I like That's a good way to end it. <laughs> all right. Well, Wujin, thank you very much for, for for being here. Yes, thank you, Wujin. Hopefully this was uh, a source of both productivity and happiness. I don't know. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, but yes, thank you for coming. Uh, and I guess that's all we have.
2: All right. See you next time. Yep. Awesome. See you see next ya. time. Bye-bye.